welcome to the Deja Review podcast, where a group of film lovers get together and discuss a cult or a classic film that one or more of them has watched for the very first time. I'm Mike Cairns, <laughs> as always, joined by Kane Pockchup Daniel. Hey, what's up? I'm DJ Nev Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> we have some new tricks and we have uh, an old trick, Seb Godfrey. Uh, thanks for coming out, guys. I'm Cotton Beery. <laughs> Weary. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and joining us again, probably reg- regretting her choice, uh, is our old mate Brody Lancaster. What's up, bitches? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't know Porkchop's soundboard was yeah, also no. going to be a guest we, we, star. We have, uh, we have created a monster over here. Uh, we now have a soundboard. Um, so this is uh, we're, uh, one of... <laughs> one of two uh, Halloween episodes. And um, this episode is a little bit different because Brody... Uh, Asked us to watch the Scream trilogy. One which is, is not enough. Is, is which is actually a quadrilogy. Uh, no. But um, <laughs> we don't. Ex- so what? Uh, so yeah. Uh, before we start, um, <laughs> why does number four not count? Before we start, I've got a soapbox I need to climb up mm. on. So I am just of the opinion I don't trust Scream Four. <laughs> I don't um, acknowledge its existence as part of this series. I think it can stand alone on its own. When it came out, um, Mr. Harvey Weinstein was like, this is the start of a whole new trilogy. And everyone uh, was like, you're cool at the time. Um, <laughs> and it I what just, changed. <laughs> what? Yeah. We're recording this in September 2017. <laughs> um, just kidding. Has anyone, you've seen it. Have you seen it? You've seen I've, it. I clearly. saw it when it came mm. out and I've, I, else here seen it? I really didn't like it no. when I first saw no. it. And then I thought, okay, you've had like a lot of judgment for a lot of years. And I went back mm. and rewatched it like last year or the year before. And I was like, this is garbage. Mm. And I just think after you guys have now watched Scream 1, 2, and 3, I just think even though Scream 3 is a bit tacked on, it ends and it like yeah. brings everything into full Very circle clearly and then Scream 4 is basically trilogy, like yeah. we're starting it all oh, up again. It was again. like 11, 11 years after, right? Yeah, it came yeah. out like how seven many, years ago. How many of the OGs are in number four? The three OGs. So Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And everyone else is new and doesn't make it past that movie, spoiler alert. And mm. oh, Ghost, old, Ghost old Hayden, Hayden Penetieri. Oh, yeah. Save the Cheerleader, Save the World. Kieran yeah. Culkin. All oh, the kids. Love Karen Cole. One of the so, reasons why I don't love that movie also reinforced why I loved this first trilogy, which mm-hmm. is that they're all really sad. Like, by the time you get to Scream 3, like, Sydney is so sad. Like, she's so traumatised and wounded by what's happened in her life. And then watching Scream 4 was just, like, all these kids being like, oh, my God, our friend's guts were, like, spilled all over her room. Ha, ha, ha. Like, let's mm-hmm. live stream a mm-hmm. thing. Like, it was all okay. just a bit... A bit shit. A bit shit. Uh, um, it, 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 it did that uh, like recent horror movie thing of like, all the kids are on devices now. And they're all so yeah. apathetic. They don't even care mm. that their friends yeah, are getting yeah. gutted. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so what's your what's your history with this uh, trilogy? So I have, um, I kind of experienced each movie pretty separately. I feel like I watched Scream 1, which I think came out in, what, 97? Yeah. How old were you when that came out? I was seven. Yeah. I was six. I was, mm-hmm. like, born in 1990. Um, and I feel like I watched it when I was maybe, like, eight or nine, so a wow. year or two wow, after really? it came out. Yeah, my parents That's were... pretty heavy. My for, parents were very um, lax with, uh, um, you know... Guidance, um, and <laughs> parenting. But, I, but I, I've worked backwards to figure out what year it was that I watched it, and I figured it out based on the house that my family lived in in 1999. Uh-huh. Because every night when I was going to bed and I was brushing my teeth, we had like a really little window high up in our bathroom, and I used to just imagine the scream mask Ooh. appearing in that window. Mm-hmm. So I have this really vivid like nightmare. So it didn't image. scare you at all. So it gave yeah. you nightmares for a good few years. But I loved it. Like I feel like it started me of being like, I love being scared. I love movies that scare me and I don't love like supernaturally poltergeisty stuff. Like this is the shit. This is that's my favourite type yeah. of horror movie. Yeah. That's where this is very different to everything that came before. All the other slashes that came before it. This is there's no supernatural element no. whatsoever. Scream well, three gets a little bit of that, that but like no, the I mean, first one doesn't no. at all. I mean, there's not it's necessarily pe- anything supernatural in Friday the 13th. Oh, no, I'm talking about yeah. all, all you, well, Wes Craven specifically, but oh, all your right, other, right. all your Freddies and your... Yeah, all, right. Yeah, yeah you know. but also like zombie movies don't really do it for me. Like Cabin in the Woods is kind of the most recent one that I think fit what I love about Scream, which is like teenagers getting <laughs> murdered. <laughs> yeah. But like, but it had that supernatural element to it, but that's kind of the only real recent one that I'm like, oh shit, that's my, yeah, that's something that I love. That's a great film. So I only saw Scream, the original, a few times I feel like, and then Scream 2 I have a memory, like I have, I feel like I've seen it the most of the whole trilogy. I think we had it on VHS, it was on TV sometime in the early 2000s and I watched that a shit ton, knew that off by heart, and then it wasn't until maybe like, nine years ago or something when I made friends with someone who we were talking about Parker Posey and Hmm. all the Christopher Guest movies that she (laughs) was in and he was like and Scream 3 and I was like I've never even seen Scream 3 and so I went back I bought the trilogy as like a DVD box set (laughs) 2010 and um watched the whole like trilogy again and by the time I got to Scream 3 I was like fuck this is like just it encapsulates everything I love about the series but it's also like so campy so funny but that final scene in Scream 3 where like the door opens and Sydney watches it and then walks away and isn't scared anymore and that's just like everything Mm. that I love about this movie um Kane, Seb, have you had you seen these films before I had seen uh these well I've seen the First one a hell of a lot of times. Seen the second one quite a few times. Um, and but the first one, I actually completely forgot how much of a, a how much I had watched this as a kid. Mm. Like I knew every beat of this first film yeah. completely. Like, and I was just down um, in Tassie on the weekend. Went under the house to look at some old photos, and I was trying to clear out a bunch of my old shit. Spooky. Found some old. Um, yeah, <laughs> is the house is built on an ancient Indian burial ground? <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, found um, some old sketchbooks and I'll show you some photos in a bit, but I, I, they were riddled with like scream faces and like I had plans to build a like a life-size ghost face thing oh, in my cool. bedroom and like all this shit. What Actually, a nerd. I know, right? <laughs> what a creep. <laughs> yeah. It was not long after that they killed my first person, but uh, <laughs> I, I, no, I really, yeah, I loved the the first one, especially as, as a kid in re-watching them. Really love the second one. Mm. The third one, not so much. Yeah. Third one was 
Yeah. Third one has a pretty, I realised as I was getting ready for this, it doesn't yeah. have a whole no, lot of critical no. love. <laughs> no. And no. probably if I didn't love the first two, I probably don't know. Yeah, it was kind of we're cool. Like I knew every single beat that was happening in this film, but it was really cool watching it again with these fresh eyes and actually realising how tongue-in-cheek it was meant to be and how meta it was meant to be and how like I, I was picking up on some of the obvious things like, oh, there's a, you know, the janitor dressed as Freddy, you know, that it's Wes Craven. Craven. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. Um, but there's other layers to it and just all these little little things, the music playing in the background and like when he mm-hmm. first crawls through the window and the start of the film into Neve Campbell's room, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a nod to, to um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the start of that. Johnny right. Depp does the same thing when he mm. crawls into... Anyway, all those little things, I'm like, ah, there's so much more to this than I had originally given it credit for, mm. which was really cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was good fun. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I'd seen Scream 1 uh, a bunch of times. Uh, I, watched it, I watched Scream 1 uh, on VHS for the first time. I remember, I remember feeling like it was very cool. You know what I mean? I felt like around the time in the mid nineties, like we talked like very briefly about it, Brody, like that it was kind of the birth of metatextualism in these kinds kinds of movies a little bit. And looking at it now, it feels kind of like half baked and malformed and not really meta particularly at all. But at the time I was just so impressed mm. by it. And I just thought it was so cool. And I had such a crush on Neff Campbell and I thought, and I had a crush on Skeet Ul- Ulrich as mm. well. I thought he was the coolest fucking guy ever. You know what I mean? I wanted to be that guy. Wow. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. We'll get onto that later. He was so sexy. Yeah. So sexy. Mm. But also Porkchop and I rewatched Scream 1 together in preparation for this. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm really glad that being so young in the late 90s, I never got crushes on like celebrities who had such greasy, dirty hair because his hair yeah. was repulsive. The uh, yeah, fashion hasn't been kind to the nineties. I mean, like, I mean, like mainline kind of fashion. Well, <laughs> I guess it's just regular mainline. This is what people wear stuff. Like, mm. yeah, you know, college uh, fashion is pretty good. Three quarter shorts and puka necklaces. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, and screen right. tree, like, like just the. The fucking like goddamn like sumo suits of like goddamn suits that the detectives wear that they're just oh. swimming around and mm. anyway that's a whole other thing. What about the fact that Sydney just starts wearing like cropped brown collarless leather jackets by Scream Three? Oh uh, yeah. Anyway, and, keep yeah. going. It was very. <laughs> we'll do the fashion report yeah. later. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it kind of it kind of uh, goes back to Empire Records a little. I'm uh, not Empire Records. Sorry, dressing the Pussycats a little bit. It's a very midriffy time as well. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I saw Scream One. I thought it was really cool. Uh, it definitely sort of. I wasn't getting the references, but it definitely uh, made me want want to get them. And uh, I didn't see any of the other ones. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd never seen any of them. I, uh, as we discussed in the uh, the Exorcist, I'd only just started watching horror movies in the last couple of years, and this sort of uh, so you'd never me by. you'd never seen Scream. No, like it's growing up. Nope. Huh. Nope. Crazy. Nope. This was like a big thing in in high yeah, school and stuff. No, but you know that's what the cool kids were doing. <laughs> and uh, well, I was you know, trying to. I was planning uh, to make a life size ghost face in my bedroom. Not sure how cool that was. Yeah. But, well, uh, how did you no. feel about them? Um, I thought they were fun. Like I watched, I watched yeah. them all very close together, and um, and yeah, I have a lot of uh, notes about certain things, <laughs> but uh, I liked, um, uh, you know, I liked the. 
the the style. I liked how tongue in cheek a lot of it is, um, and um, I also liked. Yeah, we've got there's yeah there's there's much to you know much to discuss. But sorry, can, uh, yeah. can I go back a sec? Like, were <clears throat> were you actively avoiding? Yeah, big, big, right, big right. just not interested. A, I, a bit scared. I, or? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I remember seeing glimpses of like Freddy Krueger movies when I was like eight or nine, and I was like, no, nah, no, nah, mm. I am out. A big, big scaredy cat. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you know, uh, sort of got to my mid thirties and thought, hey, let's give it a go. I'm safe um, here yeah, in my home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and yeah, sort of rolling back to that, it was like, uh, yeah, I, I just think they're. Because uh, because I'd sort of seen some of the newer like it follows and mm. um, things like that and I just thought they were brilliant mm. like and um, and so I wanted to go back and sort of see where mm. all of that started and mm-hmm. um, and so that's what was really enjoyable about seeing the screen movies is how much they sort of borrow from all of those those movies well, yeah, and, I, um, yeah. Or, or no not even borrow but they they're playing on those sort of tropes and and things like mm. that and the um, rules and yeah that kind of yeah which is so. funny because all those rules which Wes Craven was kind of responsible for yeah them. Yeah. Yeah. them that's kind of and cool. they yep. and they reference like I think it's the first one where um, Rose McGowan's character says like what does she say like some like Freddy Krueger movie made by like Wes Carpenter yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah totally um but I think this was like um because. Wes Craven was kind of onto this with the, and I haven't seen this, but it's the Freddy New Nightmare mm. one where he sort of brings Freddy into the production of a yeah, yeah, Freddy yeah. Krueger movie. I, I haven't seen it, but I watched a very long documentary about the Nightmare on Elm Street <laughs> yeah. movies. Um, yeah, and he did a similar thing, but but more Was this gen- a precursor? No, but was this a precursor to Scream? I think, like, but I think, I think he did that Freddy movie later. Okay, and and, okay. and that's that's actually genuinely kind of more a horror movie. No, no, no I, I, I mean, I guess I mean more like uh, what you think about when you think about metatextual or postmodern, right? You, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, you know, like like say Scream Three. There's kind of a movie and a movie thing going, but it's very yeah. surface level, like. I mean, I am not saying that uh, that Freddy movie, which I can't remember the name, New Nightmare. The New right? Nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. I'm not saying that that's some sort of like. Uh, <clears throat> uh, who am I thinking of? Uh, uh, the novelist. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> um, Nina JJ Rowling. I'm <laughs> thinking of. Yeah. Oh, hey, Louis Borges. It's, oh, it's, 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 I'm yeah. not saying it's that, but 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 it's but it's like it's 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 a bit more sophisticated. And so I guess all I'm saying is Wes Craven was obviously interested in kind of that exploring. Sort of, that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. It was post. I'm, was the kind of movie screen? killings in the context mm. of a movie's production. Yeah, mm. it kind of makes sense for a horror director to be sort of interested mm. in that. Right? He's a yeah. smart dude. Like he's a, yeah. he's a really smart guy, but I, I mean, it makes sense. Like just from the psychology of it, like I mean, I you know, I obviously don't know Wes Craven personally, but it's kind of like you make him. Oh shit! <laughs> well, you tell me whether I'm right, Unky Wes. That <laughs> <laughs> you know, you you make a bunch of these movies, and you know, their genre flicks, and it's kind of like. I, I imagine you can't help but reflect on them and what their rhythm and tropes and but at the are. Same, yeah, at the same time, he only did the first one and the new nightmare. So he sold the rights to it, and then they were made by other people after that. So yeah, but he, made, be a, a, but he got, made Last House oh, on the Left. He made oh, a he did million. The Hills Have Eyes and yeah, all these yeah, other yeah, things. Yeah. But I guess there's got to be a, a, a level of also taking the piss out of your own context. Of, yeah. 
you know, you got to be like, all right, my character is my Freddy, little, little buddy Freddy's obviously been just done to death here, so I'm just going to flip the script a bit and take the piss out of him. Yeah. I also wonder whether there's a there's kind of an aspect of, you know, like a lot of these filmmakers, a lot of filmmakers I think of his generation like sort of entered filmmaking via genre filmmaking, like, you know, um, Martin Scorsese made a Roger Corman, his first film was a Roger Corman movie and stuff like that. And, and you know, uh, Scorsese, for example, broke out of that. But, you know, Wes Craven entered via genre movies and, and stayed there and became known for it. You know what I mean? So maybe there's kind of a degree of... he didn't really of, break out and do like a, you know, I mean, a rom-com nev- or anything Yeah, no, like and, and he yeah. never he has. He wasn't like right? Roman from Scream 3 oh, yes. who He's was like, I just got contracted. I just wanted to make my talky movie in the studio that I had to make a big <laughs> make budget a slash. And that yes. was making fun of the writer, right? Uh, that character? Uh, maybe. I mean, mm. Kevin Williamson made... Wrote Scream One. He wrote all three of them. They kind of chucked out his script for Scream Three, um, but he wrote Scream One. It was obviously so amazing. The start of the script with like the Drew Barrymore um, murder got everyone hooked, and then um, but he also wrote like um, Dawson's, uh, Dawson's Creek, Creek and <laughs> oh, yeah. he had yeah. a bunch of other movies that he had had kind of like languishing in development that weren't going to see the light of day and then Scream was so big and that was why he didn't write the third one. Yeah. Uh, did he even touch the third one? I thought it was just nah. like written on the fly. He, he wrote a, an outline for, for two and three <laughs> Yeah, um, when they sold the first one because he right. wanted he intended yeah. it to be a trilogy um, and then the writer they got in kind of ditched. Yeah. I heard that they, they actually started for the third one. They, they would build all these sets in the studio and started shooting – with the loose outline of a script, but there were literally pages coming in every day yeah. of, of lines and dialogue. For and three. Just like yeah, there was in the film. Three. That's yeah. how meta it is. Right. There's so like meta. lines coming out yeah. of the fax yeah. machine. And but they like the the big part of the set in Scream 3 is that they go back to Woods, like the Woodsboro, stab yeah. 3 is back to Woodsboro or whatever. And apparently Kevin Williamson's script for Scream 3 was set back in the town. So I almost think like maybe they were going to set it in the town and then mm. they decided not to and then they just used the set as a set. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they there was also a bunch of stuff about like the stabbiness had to come down because it was so soon after Columbine and you look at um, a scene like in Scream 1 where like Billy oh. and Stu are like fucking going at each yeah. other trying to stab yeah. each other as their cover and end up they're so aggressive and damaged that that's like how they end up kind of against one another at the very end um, and you imagine something like that like yeah. in the context of it doesn't always, line a few it, years later. Yeah, it doesn't, but it, it, it uh, ties into, it's, it. sometimes it goes the other way, but I think mostly like in horror franchises, they get less gory, more anodyne as time goes on. And Scream definitely follows that because when we're watching Scream 1, I'm like, man, they, they aren't really pulling the punches with this. Yeah. Right from I mean? the get-go. When yeah, she, you're yeah. seeing that full-on like mm. with, um, what's her name, Drew Barrymore, yeah. and there's like a full full frontal knife-stabbing yeah. shot yeah. in slow motion. And then she's motion. hung from a tree. That's mm. like, By the time you get to Scream 4, though, that's one of the things I don't love about it is it turns up the goriness to such an extent that like even refreshing my memory about it the other day, the fun out of it. there are a bunch of photos of like all the victims that are just from the movie, but it's all just like girls drenched in blood, like their bodies and their bedrooms and all their guts. Like it's mm. all just like they went a little too far in the mm. other direction, whereas Scream 3 they played it really safe. Yeah. yeah. And it was more of a slapstick Parker Posey vehicle than anything else. <laughs> we watched 1 and 2 together, so you yeah. don't know what I thought of 3. What do you expect I thought of 3? Um, 
I feel like uh, if I could guess what pork chops thought of number three, I feel like you didn't love it. You thought certain bits were really funny and you were like, hey, that guy's in it. Whoa, <laughs> Weinstein meta commentary. Um, but overall, I don't know if you loved it. I, I, I think I, I, I liked it more than two. I, oh, cool. I, I think it's one, three, two. I think really. I think Scream Three is a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it is. I mean, you are right. That like I went, ha, Lantern Rickson, ha, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Patrick Warburton. Yeah. Like, Jane, I love that ha. shit. Jane Silent Bob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Jane Silent Bob. Bit. But, but, uh, Miramax buddies. And I'm not usually a huge Parker. I'm I, I'm a little bit of a wow. Parker Posey like uh, skeptic. But she was great in it. She had her teeth done after that, though, for sure, didn't she? I don't, I, I don't yeah, know. Definitely. She's um, so good. That scene where she just kind of is like, uh, like, kind of like languishing in her house, and then her bodyguard's there. And Patrick Warburton. Yeah, and just, she just jumps she into just his arms. She just walks over and jumps <laughs> into his arms. That that's, made me laugh. That, <laughs> that was, was really funny. so funny. And you can tell that's the scene that she totally improvised. They yeah. would have cut, but it was just so, it's so funny. I, I Yeah, I, I thought I really enjoyed Scream 3, but like my biggest criticism of it is is that it was two movies. It was the campy, mm. um, silly, like out and out silly. Oh wait, what was your reaction to seeing um, uh, Princess Leia? Oh yeah, oh. I was like, what? Yeah. Isn't yeah, that such no. a great yeah. moment? I was, I was very I, happy. With be, like, I, I, well, I first because I had no idea Parker Posey was in it, so I'm yeah. like. <gasps> Parker in it, and then yeah, like, in my notes it's like Parker, you know, <laughs> exclamation mark, and then like halfway down the pages again, Gary. Yeah. She's such a good sport. Very in it surprised too. by like, that. Yeah. Of course, they gave the role to the girl who slept with George Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> and, but and, but awesome. that 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 joke is funnier. The like but I was thought about that joke because it's like I'm sure a lot of people watching that, and I, I'm not trying to seem like that they need to know this it's just like haha sleep with the director but it's funnier when you know who george lucas is which is a sexless freak yeah that joke works yeah. like just on its surface See, i didn't take it as that yeah. well yeah. yeah like george lucas is just a weirdo <laughs> and i could never imagine him having any sexual feeling whatsoever <laughs> yeah. well it, um look we've got an enormous amount to uh, discuss about, uh, you know, we're, we're sort of doing something a little bit different because we're talking about three movies, so we thought we'd actually do something completely different for this episode, our Halloween spectacular. So this is essentially just a long intro, right? A spooktacular. Yeah, this is a, this is a real long intro. And Cold open. So uh, we decided that um, to uh, even just expand on what many listeners, uh, I've been told, is their favourite segment, is the is that a fact, the uh, the quizzy sort of segment um, of, our, of our podcast. I didn't tell you this. Um, but that's actually just me with different email addresses and pseudonyms writing in. Yeah, I know, I know, I yeah. know. Yeah, because you kept um, signing it off with Love Seb. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, so we decided um, that we would uh, all come up with um, quiz segments. Uh, and um, uh, and so this is uh, the game show episode about Scream. <gasps> and it's called The, the Slice, Slice is Right. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Slice is Right. Wow! Uh, we... <laughs> woo! Um, woo! Do I... <laughs> I am so hyped to be here. Am I going to uh, win an appliance? 
Oh, you are. Very much so. Um, nice. So, nice. Uh, yes. everyone, has, uh, everyone has come up with a, a segment and um, no one knows what each other's segments are. And then we have a final uh, round the, that um, that I've come up with. Um, uh, so, for a correct answer, you get a 10 points. <gasps> for a incorrect answer, you get a minus 10 points. I will be the uh, scorekeeper um, and uh, and adjudicator. And um, Kane, I believe um, uh, we, we have a prize because uh, we've got a sponsor. Yes, well, Brody was right. You will win an appliance because this episode is brought to you by Superstream. The only home carbonation system powerful enough to give your soup the thrilling sensations of refreshing effervescent bubbles. Your pea and ham soup is going to be rolling like a <laughs> roiling like a fetid sulfurous bog in no time. Powered by a lightweight two-stroke engine and backed by a five-year guarantee. The Super Stream makes hot soup explode in your mouth with the angry energy of a grandpa who can't work out how to make the pornography go on his darn smartphone. <laughs> smartphone? They ought to call them dumb phones. Its generous 10-litre hopper can make enough creamy clam chowder to feed a crowd clamouring for sticky ropes of maritime delight fizzing on the roof of their mouth. <laughs> Installation of the Superstream gas canister comes free with every purchase. I've just, and <clears throat> I just got to read this disclaimer here. Must be installed a minimum of 20 metres from a freestanding building. Superstream accepts <laughs> no liability for any explosive events or suffocation events, including but not limited to pets or adventurous children. With the Superstream, the power is in your hands. You can choose the level of carbonation in your soup from a light buzzing borscht to a cream of mushroom that almost dares you to eat it, such as the volume and speed of portobello chunks being flung <laughs> at your face. Today's winner will take home a Superstream Deluxe package, including three free refills of their proprietary gas plan that's energized with the power of rare earth minerals and tamed by the ancient necromantic practices of a warlock and a re and including a recipe book including classics like frothy french onion and sparkling fur <laughs> that's the super stream wow yeah well I think we're all going to be uh, working hard to uh, I really to want win this prize. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so as we uh, we've all come up with a different segments. So um, the presumption is that uh, if if it's your segment, you get no points for that round. Um, mm, seems rigged. It seems rigged. <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, the first segment, I believe, is going to be Seb. So round one. From Sebastian Godfrey. And what's that round called, Seb? Thank you, Mike. Thanks for coming in, everyone. Thank you. Can I get a shout out from our audience? Woo! <laughs> Superstream! Hey! Uh, thanks for coming. So, this round is called Your Number Is Up. Oh, my God. Mm. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm so nervous and this excited. This is the game show where. I pitch you a question and you all get a turn at giving the answer and whoever has the number closest to the number in that answer wins the points. Okay. And it's Price is Right rules, right? Hey, we haven't got the rights to say the Price is Right. Uh, Slice is right. The, the Slice is Right. The Slice is Right rules. Slice of Dry. For sure. Sli it's the, it's but, the Slice is Right rules. But, but, but you can't go over, right? You can't go over. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Clear, one. clear as. Clear as a bell. Okay. Question number one. 
How many people did Ghostface kill in the Scream trilogy? Ding, 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 ding. Actually, no, there's no, it's not a time limit. You all get to say okay. a question, yeah. whoever's closest. How, how many of these how are How many there? people? No, how, how, oh, many, how many? Five questions. Five questions. So we'll put, we'll, we'll rotate the first bid, say. That'll yeah. make it. Sure. So Mike mm-hmm. puts in the first bid for okay, the first Okay, uh, I'm going to say in 18. Hmm. 19, Seb. I'm going to go with 16. The winner for question number one is Mike. And the answer is 23. Ooh. No, I won because I said I said higher than him. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, thought yeah. he could nineteen. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Twenty three. Twenty three okay, so kills. Ken. Twenty three kills. On See, that's Ken that's Daniel. Bryce's right strategy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. Because because one over you covers me till infinity. All Let's right. cut this bit. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Question two. <laughs> Question two. Question number two. How many horror slash thriller feature films did Wes Craven make before he bit the biscuit? Wes Craven's dead? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, like yeah, he, died, yeah he died a few years yeah. ago. Huh. Made Scream 4 and then couldn't handle it anymore. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> died of shame. Mm. Oh, sorry. Too soon? Uh, I'm going to say... <laughs> it's my, my bid first. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to say it's Kane's bid first. <laughs> I'm say 24. I'm going to say 26. I'm going to say 18. The answer is 23. So Mike wins. Yeah, I went over. Yeah. Went over. yeah the winner is Mike. And that's the same amount of people killed in the Scream trilogy. Whoa. Whoa. Is that is, meant to is, be? Is this the Jim Carrey movie, the number 23? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> HollywoodMemorabilia.com currently has a Scream script signed by David Arquette. How much do you think it's for sale for? The original Scream by Pretty. Kevin Williams. I want it. Um, I'm going to say $1,200. I'm going to say $2,200. I'm going to say $1. <laughs> One dollar. Well, no, that covers me for everything no, right. below me. No, you just sounded so ocker. <laughs> One dollar, mate. The price is one hundred and eighty-one dollars ninety-nine. Wait, I'm gonna bid on this. <laughs> you should. It's up there now. You don't have to use buy it. Question number four. How much did Dimension Films pay Kevin Williams for the original Scream script? Oh, I'm gonna say one hundred and fifty grand. Ten grand. I'm gonna say eighty thousand dollars. The answer is four hundred thousand dollars. It sparked well, a bidding war between Oliver Stone and Miramax, <laughs> and Miramax Holy ultimately Stone. won. Oliver Stone was going to fork that out for his own. It doesn't seem like an Oliver Dang. Stone picture. Mm. No, not at all. No. There's no conspiracies. No. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's no not a president in sight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sydney took a real turn mm. in his version yeah. of Scream Three. Mm. Uh, and question number five. How many questions are there? Five. Oh, cool. There was an air of finality in your voice. I just want to make sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, how much money has the Scream franchise made its lifetime gross takings? From me alone. <laughs> <laughs> From Brody's box set. How much money has the Scream franchise made? Uh, are, to we, date? Uh, are, we, to date. are we including Scream 4? Yes. Oh. 
I can remember. Okay. Yep. Uh, Pork chop, you go first. Oh, it's my go. Uh, $236 million. I'm going to say $400 million. I'm going to say $460 million. The answer is six hundred and eight. Fuck. $458,963. Well, that's, that's a couple that's of bucks. Likes <laughs> the winner, I think. Okay. Are we did, going doing we going, all the rounds how, cumulatively? No, how are we going yeah, with points scores, at, the end of uh, at, at the end of this round, it is Kane with 20 points, Brody with zero points, and Mike with 30 points. Oh, someone's rigging the... Yeah, absolutely. Guess who's going to win all the points in my round? Me! (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of, uh, Brody, it is uh, your round. So we're up to round two. Uh, Brody's round. I'm so excited. My game is called Who Killed Whomst? Um, and it's uh, uh, very bad that I didn't get that first question in Seb's round, right? Because it's all about the people who got killed in the Scream movies. Excellent. All right. Um, I didn't realize we were going to be scoring, So, and some of these answers are subjective. Excellent. Um, so we're just going to go rapid fire, yep. okay? Let's we're do gonna, it. I'm going to na- tell you a person And who do we died. need to buzz in? Uh, you can each have a turn. Okay. Let's do it. It's more in the thinking behind your answer. Okay, sure. Um, I'm going to give you a person who died. You're going to give me one of the two killers, and then we're going to talk about it. All right. Briefly. All right. God, I'm so bad at remembering plots. I'm going to... Well, we're going to start at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Stephen Orth tied up on the um, near the pool yep. and Casey Becker, a.k.a. Drew Barrymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. First, ring, ring. What's your favourite scary movie? The iconic kill. Yep. Our killers, if, we don't, if we've forgotten from Scream 1, Stu and Billy Loomis. Mm-hmm. Stu Mocker, Billy Loomis. Which one's Skeet? Uh, Billy. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, and Matthew Lillard is uh, Stu Mocker. Iconic performance. All right. Who killed Stephen? I know this one. It was Ghostface. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. Um, Mike, Stu or Billy? Uh, I'm going to say Stu. Porkchop, Stu or Billy? Skeet Ulrich. Billy. Interesting. The consensus on the internet is that they were both involved in this oh, first one. because he gets pretty gored up. The so ne- are they both behind him, giving him, giving him the shiv? Or that they were at different parts of the house. This was their first kill mm. after Maureen Prescott a year earlier, which was Billy. Yep. Um, and the next day when they're talking about their quote-unquote alibis, we see Billy come into Nev Campbell's bedroom, obviously right after this kill, and Stu talks about how he and Tatum, Rose McGowan, were together the night before. Mm. There's also a theory that when... Um, when Drew Barrymore's run out the front of her house, she's been stabbed and she's on the ground. She pulls his mask off. Yes. And there's a look, people on the internet refer to it as a look of recognition. I don't know if mm. that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. But we also find out later that she and Stu used to date and she dumped him for right. Stephen. See, that, but I think that would make sense because why would you have that sort of pulling off the mask and anything like because... Mm, because, because I mean, that's just that's just a fun thing for the audience, right? It's one of the mm. things that for the whole rest of the trilogy, I'm like, pull off the mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there's so many points where you just so take the freaking mask off. Just take the oh, fucking yeah. can, can I also just say, this guy... 
the whoever most... it is is really bad at stabbing people. Oh, yeah, oh, he's and very, very, also, very clumsy. Like, Clumsiest person that, in yeah. the world. So the internet also, like, when you get into who killed who in Scream forums, there's a lot of debate over the physicality of the killers. Yeah. They mm. think, like, it had to be Stu doing this one because he trips over and Stu was, like, the funny guy. Yeah. It had to be Billy in this one because he was the more, like, the psychologically fucked up of the two. Love forums. I think that Billy was the one on the phone in this first kill because it it was all the quizzing about the movies and all of that shit. He's a lot more playful. And it sounds more like Skeet Ulrich. Mm. All right. Well, Well, I guess that's that's no points for any of us for that. I mean, like I said, I didn't realize this round would be pointed. That's all right. Okay. That's all right. Um, Also, a thing that I don't love about these forums is that they only rank who killed who, whereas I'm very interested in who does all the chasing of Sydney up around her house. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wait, quick. While we're just on that first kill, just very quickly. You know, Drew Barrymore said, or the guy that was doing the voice, he did the voice, sort of the the, the voice he's yeah. he's credited as, did the voice throughout all the films. But he, Drew Barrymore said, we're doing this scene, took 10 days to shoot. She said, I don't want to meet the guy. No, no one met once. him. And yeah. he, he was out the front of the house on the phone and she never actually physically met him and he was really on the on the other end of the line. Mm. It's kind of cool. I think so they kept that going in all of, of the mm. movies. They didn't want anyone to like, yeah. poor guy, I wonder if he went to the premieres. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know whether it's just in retrospect because it's become iconic, but that that opening oh, scene of Scream oh, 1 just, right. just has like... That just was this perfect feel. That was you know the I mean? that was the script, the part of the script that sparked that bidding, yeah. like that made everyone want this movie, is because it was so tightly written. And the fact that she is on the poster as this like the main character, and yeah. she's billed highly on the poster in the first film as mm. well, and she dies in the first five minutes. Well, it's yeah. like Jada Smith as well. Yeah, totally. well that, that set <laughs> yeah, the precedent for they, all of them after that. They like, can't get, tell get a you big star in that. Who, yeah, yeah they that's don't pretty cool. Jada I like Pinkett, that. Sorry. All right, so then we're going to go Principal Himbry, Principal Fonzie, mm. who Porkchop pointed out when we were watching it together, has a really weird moment with um, with Nev early in the movie where yeah. he, like, cups the bottom of her face and, like, holds it up. He touches her fucking yeah, face. Yeah, which I, re- I thought in retrospect maybe was to plant a seed that he was somehow yeah, a maybe. dodgy yeah. dude. He yeah. was yeah. Ma- Oh, every- he was definitely coded as potentially There are so many red herrings. Well, that's something that, yeah, every yeah. character is yeah. made out to be I mean, equally, it just could be that they didn't realize it would play that way too. Yeah. And and it, I but don't know. Just, for, chicks. just so. for some hey. reason. I, I, I don't know. Hey. It's like dudes touching teenagers' <laughs> yeah. faces just creeps me the fuck out. And maybe they didn't think about that. I don't know. It was the nineties, baby. Yeah. Um, so for, uh, to refresh your memory, he's in his office. He Mm -hmm. sees Wes Craven dressed as Freddy Krueger as the janitor outside. Then he's stabbed, gutted, hung from the football goalpost. And at Stu's party, when people find out, they run to look at his body. Mm -hmm. Uh, cool. Who killed Principal Himbry? You think Billy? I'm going to say Lillard. Who do you think? Billy. Stu or Billy? Mike and Seb get the points here. Stu is seen inviting people to his party and joking with Tatum and talking to Randy at the video store. Apparently, the forums reference a DVD-ROM a lot, which apparently has a web showing the killers linked to certain characters. There are always loopholes in everything, but this one seems pretty See, I'm so bad at guessing it. I'm I'm so bad at remembering plots that I'm just guessing at psychology. I feel like oh, Matthew no. Lillard's character would be the one that's more likely to kill the principal because yeah. he's kind of an antic kind yeah. of rebel or whatever. Yeah. yeah. There's anyway. a theory that he was outside the door knocking to have the principal come out so that Billy could like mm. get into position inside. Right. Um 
That's enough with with Scream 1. Scream 2, our killers, to refresh your memory, Mickey and Debbie Salt, a.k.a. Mrs. Yeah. Loomis. Mm-hmm. What a fucking reveal. How exciting was that reveal, P.S.? Mm-hmm. All right. That was it. actually ruined, but like I knew that like oh, really? years ago, oh, really? like like just overhearing someone talking about Scream Two, and I was like, oh, oh. And, I, and I knew it was Laurie Metcalf as well, so yeah. I was like, no, oh, well, that's kind of ruined. I, I was so I, excited I, for Porkchop to see but, that reveal. Well, well, I mean, and also we were in the room while it happened, and I and now that I'm thinking about it, like there's something mm-hmm. like kind of neat that goes on, which is like. Uh, I I guess that Timothy Oliphant, like I said yeah. as much, oh, right? Like, but, 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 that but, was but, a, far too. Yeah, easy, no, totally, really totally. But 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 they but they make you feel smart by giving you just enough rope <clears throat> to guess at Oliphant that you don't even think that there's going to be another reveal. Yeah. And when he insinuates yeah. to Sydney that Derek um, Jerry O'Connell is his partner, you believe him at that point. You're like, fuck, Derek was so nice to her, but mm. so was Billy. Oh, Billy wasn't really anyway. Jerry O'Connell. All yeah. right. Hasn't got a very good singing voice, that guy. Excuse you. <laughs> oh, and no, that, I couldn't believe that. When Oliver's like, yeah, pretty good singing voice, I'm like, no, I'm sorry. That, that is was, a terrible singing voice. I, wow. And also, Rude. and also, I hated that scene. Why, so why, much. why, why would Sydney be interested in Jerry O'Connell? No chance in the world. Look at what her previous boyfriend was like. He's the opposite of Billy in every way clean hair, baggy shirts. Um, <laughs> God, the baggiest oh, shirt. The floppiest hair. Yeah. The floppiest mm. hair. If you dated Billy Jerry Loomis Spucol. and then he killed your mum and tried to kill you and all your friends, wouldn't you be into Jerry O'Connell? Mm. I sure would. As a person who has actively told people in the office that I work in that I do not want people to sing happy birthday to me, mm. that scene me, 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 me. Where, where he like stands Wait, up on the thing is just your the most excruciating <laughs> fucking thing. Mm. Is your birthday tomorrow? Mm. Yeah, it is, yeah. I worked with uh, no, 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 for many years <laughs> and what we, and what, what we did instead was play Steely Dan songs <laughs> yeah. on the office. I, I can do it. Anyway. Okay, so. Um, all right, Scream 2 opens with <laughs> very, very dark murders of Phil Stevens and Maureen Evans. Mm-hmm. Um, J- Jada, who we mentioned earlier, which is one of the most traumatic murders in yeah, the whole scream. series for me. That actual scream when she's standing up on stage oh, in the theatre. And everyone thinks it's a part of the mm-hmm. premiere. That's fucked up. All right. Bill, uh, Mickey or Debbie, Seb, who do Mickey. you think? Mike? Uh, Mickey Timothy or Orphan. Debbie? Mickey. Mickey. Yeah, I don't know. I'm having a hard time following this oh no i'm gonna switch You're i'm switching ge- yep i'm saying uh debbie Pork okay uh well again i'm only guessing the psychology i'm gonna say it's timothy oliphant because i don't know he's gonna be in that milieu like why would Laurie Mike, what made you be? switch uh because i think they were quite a ways away from college weren't they uh, no, they went What's to the, the college. Oh, okay. Got that wrong. So uh, I'm just going to say yes. Uh, I'm good. just, just going to say, say yes. 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 Just so yes. this is one where the internet disagrees with me. I'm with all of you. It, it's Mickey. He's in the men's bathroom store where Phil gets stabbed in the ear mm, and then yeah. he comes wearing the leather jacket which yep. she's cuddling up to and then realises he's covered in blood. And size-wise. He's size the, wise, he's, yeah. he's the film mm. school kid at the yeah, cinema. Yeah, yeah. But then also a bunch of the internet thinks that it was Debbie because, and they're being 100% serious here, when the reason that Phil sticks his ear to the toilet cubicle next to him is because there's like, quote unquote, a woman's voice being like, oh, oh, oh. And that's what makes him like pervy and listening and then gets stabbed in the ear. Is that on the soundtrack? 
no, that's in the movie. I think mm. we were just talking um, when we watched it. No, yeah. but uh, like, have they analyzed the actual audio from the movie? No, when you watch it, it's a. Yeah. It sounds like a woman's voice yeah. okay, in the right, toilet right, cubicle, right. and so people right, literally right. thought Mickey couldn't do a woman's voice. Oh, I yeah, mm. I, I could no, do that voice. I see, I see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, we could yeah. all that, do that okay. voice. Let's that, all that do that is, voice. That ear stuff was uh, <laughs> that was, was very good. That yeah, it's fucked up. And um and parodied parodied in. Uh, was it scary movie? Oh, um, scary movie got with a, a glory lot of hole. Out of <laughs> and he gets a scream. penis in the ear. I cut a glory um, hole in your cake, your birthday cake <laughs> box yesterday. Oh. Yeah, I did. Um, so okay, let's, so let's know. I think I, I think that's Mickey, a, that's we a all fair. get points so, for Mickey. Yep. Randy. Randy. Randy was the one who died and screamed too. Very sad. We thought Randy was one of the like core cast who would go all it's the way. It's pretty funny how his name's Randy and he's just this mm. horny little nerd. He's a horny little yeah. nerd. Um, played by, G- what's his Jamie face? Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy. Um, he's pretty well for himself. Who yeah, do we think really killed happy. Randy, Debbie or Mickey? Seb? Mickey. Mike? Debbie. Porkchop? Debbie. We know it's Debbie because she confessed to it. That's the oh. one. There's a theory that that was her only murder. She wanted Randy because he, quote, spoke poorly of my Billy and I got a little stab oh, happy, yeah, yeah, and she yeah. wanted Sydney. Mm-hmm. There's a theory that the rest was all just fucking Mickey. Just letting him be the psycho that he is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, all right, that's Scream 2. There's a bunch more. Remember the library computer? This is the thing. It's like, the library why are none of us section. talking about oh. who was on the yeah. library computers? Porkchop loved the library computers. Oh, where man. the screen just turned yellow and I said, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, why is my screen frozen? And a kid goes, you got a private message. <laughs> why is my screen frozen? I made me laugh so much. Just some kid, like, literally just slides in from left of frame, just go like, hey, it's the internet now. <laughs> Welcome to the future. Well, uh, if you don't, if you recall, in Scream 1, Sydney logged on to type call 911 yes, onto the right. computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right, that's it for Scream 2. Uh, Scream 3, who killed... Christine Hamilton, Cotton Weary, Sarah, Darling Stephen, Stone, Tom Prince, Angelina Tyler, Tyson Fox, Jennifer Jolie, and John Milton. Now Harvey Weinstein, ring in. Ghostface, Mike? It's the it's the writer dude. Porkchop? I can say Wu-Tang rapper, Ghostface Killer. It was Roland Bridger. You're Roll. all wrong. Uh, no. I mean, Roman. <laughs> I said that. Like the writer yeah. dude. Yeah, the writer dude. You're uh, all right. We don't, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, one, that's, right? that's a two. <laughs> that's, Scream 3 was, Scream three was yeah. an easy one. But how much did they really want you to think McDreamy was the fucking killer? Oh, yeah. so it is McDreamy. He was such a red okay. herring in that. I was that. wondering if it was McDreamy or McSteamy. I wasn't sure. That's Dreamy. Right. Dreamy. Dreamy. Yeah, well, we just watched The Exorcist. Oh, Dreamy. Oh, Dreamy. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, um, so that was Who Killed Who? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, speaking of sound effects, um, and I think this will uh, will really uh, tie in. And I, I, Brady, this is pretty much um, uh, a whole round for you. Sick, because I need some points. Yeah, baby. you definitely need some <laughs> points, and I think I think you'll do quite well. So um, I uh, this is my round. Um, don't really know what it's called. Uh, it's called Soundy Soundy Stab Step. Um, and um, Sick. this is my favorite round already. And, uh, so I. Uh, How about I got a I got a name for your yep. segment. This round is called. Neve damage. Neve damage. <laughs> um, so, 
So I basically uh, recorded the sounds of all of the deaths in the Scream oh series, and we're going to play them for you, and you need to uh, tell us uh, which ones they were. So there's six. Is this um, a game just for me? Yes, yeah. it's just for Fuck you. Fuck yeah. Um, and <laughs> it covers all, uh, yep, Scream 1, 2, and 3. So, okay. Kane, have you got the first one? I'm going to close my eyes and not look at my notes. Lined up. Okay, here we go. Principal Hembry. Ten points. Whoa. Ten points. Straight it was the, the comical. Ow, ow, ow. Yeah, I love the ow, ow, ow. Yep. Okay. okay. Number two. One. We can play it back. Play yeah, that, one again. that one again. Just listen to the, the texture of it. Um, Tatum. Correct. Holy shit. Yeah, you can hear the mechanical. You can hear right. the mechanical. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I was advocating I was a, for these to be a little longer. Yeah, I was no, a, I knew Brady was going to yeah. be good. Well, that these. one was tricky. I was about yeah. to say Cece, who was no, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah, it was right. the door. Sure, yep. Yeah. Okay, Here we go. Next one. Jada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's really acting that scene out. Yep. I, that is yep. such an effective. Oh, it's so affecting. It's so okay. sad. Because she thinks her boyfriend's just fucking murdered her. Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Omar Epps. Omar Epps. Okay, next one. There are so Harvard. many fucked up murders mm. like that where people literally died thinking it. Like um, Cotton Weary's girlfriend thought it was. It was him, yeah. Can I just say, because I don't think I'll get the opportunity anywhere else, that his show is called 100% Cotton Weary. Oh, yeah. so it's hilarious to me. So and his best. white suit as well. Uh, the, oh, that, best uh, that jumper he's wearing when Liam he gets Schreiber. murdered is the Drew Barrymore jumper from uh, the opening sick. scene yeah. of Scream 1. I knew he was, yeah. um, like, I just loved it, uh, like, because he's shown in, like, one shot in the first movie, and I was just like, yeah, he's definitely going to be in number two. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he was a fucking yeah. psychopath yeah. in number two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I had a lot of fun with Lee when we were watching number two. It was just like, hey, what's the big deal? I'm just lurking around this college <laughs> yeah. library trying to grab a girl and yell at her. What's yeah. the big about deal? It. Forget about it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and he ends up only killing the killer because Sydney says she'll go on die and yeah. Yeah. with him. Yeah. No cotton. All right, All number right. four. Give me a th- number four. Randy? You got it. God damn That it. was a tricky one. <laughs> that was... Fuck it up. Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah. I, no, was, I, I was very I, confident. Uh, I am, okay. I'm, no, I'm, I, I wasn't. That was tricky. I okay. am loving the hell out of yep. this. Okay. All right. Number five. I'm like Number the five. Rain Man of Scream Death. <laughs> <laughs> okay. CC. Yeah, that was a, that was a gimme. That was Buffy. That was a gimme. That was yeah. Buffy. That right? was a long fall for Buffy. Yeah. 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 She just thought her drunk boyfriend was calling yeah. her. Yeah. Omega Beta Zeta. Yeah. Omega Beta. All right, last one. I reckon she, this like, one might be the, a challenge. Our designated Here we go. driver sister. Last one. Okay, sober sister. Oh. The glass breaking. <gasps> I can't see anything on the screen. All right. Um, I'm just trying to think. Is it in Scream 3? I don't know. Okay. Is it Must be. Parker Posey? Incorrect. Incorrect. Okay. Do you want to listen one more yeah, time? Yeah, give me one, one more. more. Time. It's the glass one breaking through me because she's okay. in the mirror when she dies. One more. 
I know which one it is. It's it's Mike's girlfriend, uh, the one that you said a couple of episodes ago <laughs> that you really liked because she was on uh, that sh- dumb TV show in the nineties. What? What's what? the name? What are you talking it's the one about? you said you really liked her. You had a poster of her on your wall, or was that you? Was that you? What? I think you said you had a poster no, of her. No, not Jenny Garth. Jenny Garth. No, she's not in it, isn't she? No. Jenny McCarthy. Yes, Jenny McCarthy. But no, but Seb, I think I think Seb gets those points because you knew Sarah it was Jenny Darling. McCarthy. Yep. <laughs> so Seb gets ten points for that's, that one. That's one of the murders where it's kind of like that's the one that is such a red herring for Roman because yeah. it's yeah. like yep. he's on the phone, like because by that point we've realised that the killer's mimicking people's voices mm. Mm. and Roman's on the phone being like. Hey, it's me, Roman. I'm running late. Let's run the lines. I'm going to kill you. And then you're like, oh, well, it's not Roman. It's a guy pretending mm. to be Roman. That was the dumbest aspect of Scream 3. Mm. The voice? Yeah. I thought that was like they had to amp it up the phone calls up in some way. It could have just been like, to do something. you're going to die yeah. tonight again. Um, it's like... The- I, I was just happy to see an anti-vaxxer getting stabbed. So, uh, <laughs> <again>. um, <laughs> um, all right. So that is, uh, what was it called? Neve, uh, Neve, Neve Damage. Neve Damage. Oh, my God. Damage. I feel really validated. Have you? you did so well in that round. That was awesome. <laughs> all right. And so... <laughs> All right, um, let's do a little, uh, should we do a little roundup of scores? So we have on 40 points, Keen Daniel. On 50 points after that wowzer of a round, Brody <laughs> Lancaster. Ew. 30 points to Seb and neck and neck. Uh, it's Brody and Mike on 50 points. Oh do we have a tiebreaker? Pork Chip, do you have a round of questions? <laughs> I don't know. I, I have a whole so, other round, but Seb has a, uh, uh, Mike has I, a I've got the I've got the final oh. round as well. Oh, my God. Um, so, uh, Kane, I believe this is your yes. round. Okay. I'm kind of, this is well researched, but I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Can you see my screen? Because you can't see my screen. No, I can't see your okay, screen. Okay, great. Uh, this is a little game I couldn't think of a better name for, so I'm calling... Scream teams. Scream okay. teams. All right. <laughs> I'm excited. Okay. Yeah. Me yep. too. I'm going to name two actors uh, who have been in the Scream franchise that have been in one or more other movies Ooh, together. Great. Fantastic. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. Fantastic. This is and, like a Kevin and Bacon I will, game. I will start with some gimmies that I okay. think that uh, Brody is going to be all over, but mm-hmm. but. They'll get harder, and then I'll just you throw. You see me a... cracking my knuckles already. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll and, throw in and just some interesting. Is it just um, whomever gets in first? Or yeah, uh, yeah, first, whoever, okay. whoever gets yeah. in first. All right. Uh, Matthew Lillard and Sarah Michelle Gellar. Um. Uh. No. Sorry. I was going to say she's all that, but Sarah Michelle Gellar wasn't in that. <laughs> Here's the thing. That was like the by the way answer. She has an uncredited role <gasps> and she's all oh, <laughs> There you go. But no, but the actual oh. answer is two other movies as Cruel part of a franchise. No. Proud of a franchise. I know what you did last summer. Rot One roll. of those. Rot roll. No. What else has she been in? Row. Scooby. Yes. Scooby oh, of course. Of course. I like the way that just got more intense. <laughs> <laughs> so should we say what? Uh, five points for Brody in that? Uh, sure. I mean, okay. how many points I mean, points I got the shiz all that. Uh, let's just say. Let's call it ten points. Yeah. Uh, Nev Campbell and Skeet Ulrich. The craft. Yes. I knew you would get that straight out of the game. <laughs> Uh, it's an iconic pairing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Here's a slightly harder one that's very interesting. Carrie Fisher and Drew Barrymore. Huh. 
Um, oh, what's that one? Firestarter? It's again, Firestarter. Pa- yeah. no, Firestarter? again, part of a franchise. That, were they both in the franchise? Uh, Drew Barrymore was. Carrie Fisher had a small role. Charlie's in- Angels. Full Charlie's throttle. A- yes. Ooh. Charlie's Angels full throttle. Wow. Wait. Good one. Woof. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, by the way, going back to Scooby-Doo, Matthew Lillard and Patrick Warburton have a bunch of episodes together in Scooby-Doo Mysteries Incorporated, the hmm. cartoon. Oh, cool. Uh, Patrick Grace, Wa- yeah. just quickly ask, are all these answers going to be remakes of 80s TV shows? Yes. <laughs> no, they're, they're not. <laughs> yeah. I spent a long time, like, fucking working all this out. It's your favourite way to spend your time, mm-hmm. though. <laughs> uh, here's, 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 a, here's a slightly harder one. Okay. Uh, Drew Barrymore and Matthew Lillard with Liev Schreiber in a Ooh. very small role as well. It's got to be some rom-com first from dates. the... Uh-uh. Um, Mike's on the right track, but uh, it's kind of roughly contemporaneous. <laughs> What's that fir- first catch or whatever that Drew Barrymore was in? That one? No. no uh, it's roughly contemporary. It's, it's, it's 90s. I didn't actually know this movie. It's uh, oh, Mad yeah. Love. Oh, I don't know it either. Okay. Courtney Cox and David Arquette have been in a bunch of stuff together. Uh, one of which Courtney Cox actually directed, and one of which uh, David Arquette wrote. Uh, Same movie, different movies. Uh, different ones. Okay. But the 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 one that you're most likely to get is a uh, 2001 action comedy film starring Kurt Russell. Kevin Costner, <gasps> Seacox, Christian Slater. Oh, it's that um, Elvis, very bad thing. No, no, Elvis Fuck. one. Uh, oh, it's a three thousand master Graceland. Yo, there we go. You got it. Dang. There is also three hundred master three thousand. Three thousand. Got an assist on that. Yeah. There's also just before I go, which uh, Courtney Cox directed, The Tripper, which uh, David Arquette wrote. Classic. Something called The Shrink is in, and something called The Runner. You know what I really love? Quick side note is Eight Legged Freaks with David Arquette. Yeah. It's right, the maybe. dumbest, greatest film. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. <laughs> Right. Netflix fan Netflix fans might know that Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant star in Oh the um Santa, Santa Clarita, Clarita Diet. Diet. You got but it. But they weren't in a mo- screen movie together. Mm. No, in the screen franchise. Gotcha. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. sorry. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, we both said that at the same time. Liv Schreiber and Parker Posey were in a Nora Ephron movie. Um 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 you've got mail? Nope. Starring Steve Martin. It's complicated. No. No. Yeah, I've, I had never heard of it either. It's called Mixed Nuts. Oh, oh yeah, I know yeah, Mixed yeah, Nuts. Yeah. 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 Okay. I haven't seen it, though. They were also together in The Day Trippers and Party Girl. Party Girl. Party Girl. Yes. She orders such a complicated falafel sandwich in Party Girl. <laughs> I've never heard of Party Girl. Party Girl's great. You'd like it. Leave Schreiber and Patrick Warburton were in this very ill-advised <laughs> Hollywood uh Anthology comedy, I guess you would call it. Universally loathed. <laughs> What's an anthology comedy? It's kind of a sketch 
show that's oh. a movie. Oh, is that a recent one? Like Ish. 44 f- f- it's uh, in the 40 th- scenes or something <gasps> like that? Are you um, thinking of movie 40? 40... 44? 43. 43, <laughs> sorry, yeah, movie 43, yeah. I've never heard of that. Oh, it's it is. Oof, I'm going to be honest, it sounds made up. No, it's, and you know what? Most of the people in that movie would hope that it was made up, uh, but yeah. it is fucking they, insane. They, like, they basically, Hugh, Hugh they, Jackman's in it. Yeah, like, they got yeah. basically everybody in Hollywood to be in these vignettes awful uh, gross out like juvenile like yeah. uh it's t- terrible okay all right so that was scream team scream team scream teams. teams all right we've got a couple more uh, let's let's just have a look cuz i think uh I think How Brody the score's is looking just, there, Mike. All right, so <laughs> Kane on 40 points, Brody on 90 points. I Seb on 30 points. I didn't touch. Mike on 70 points. Oh, wow. <gasps> Same again. I reckon you're in charge of the little points there. I reckon you've been giving yourself... Still not winning. Points. No, but I'm winning, so don't yeah. criticise. <laughs> oh, no, there's more? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, now, um, Seb, we've got... Um, a, a classic it's, round. It's a classic round. Essentially, the the little round that spawned this uh, little game show. It's just another it's chance about, for Brody to get more it's about points. Like facts, and essentially facts, facts, it's facts, facts. What's is, it called? Is that a fact? Is that a fact? That a fact? Is that a fact? Is that a fact? That a fact? Yeah, it's a fact. Hello and welcome and thanks for coming in. This is that a fact. We've got three lovely contestants with us here. We've got Mike Cairns from... Melbourne. Melbourne. Kane Daniel from... San Francisco. <laughs> San Francisco. San Francisco. And uh, Brody Lancaster from... Woodsboro. Oh, Woodsboro. You, sh- you should nail this then. Home of the murders. Well, this is a little game called Is That a Fact? We have a little special this round. Uh, it's all about uh, the director in question, Wes Craven, um, we're going to call it, are you craving more? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fact number one. Where's Craven? Wait, is this a true or falsey? Yeah. Is this a true okay. or false? Oh, yeah, sorry. Three, I explain it. Three, three facts, one is false. Gotcha. Yeah. Well. Oh, yes, I've listened to the show before. <laughs> Where's fact number one. Where's Craven? Used to be a porno director. <laughs> oh, my God. Fact number two. <laughs> fact number two. <laughs> Wes Craven's nephew is none other than contemporary horror legend Eli Roth. Mm. Fact number three. Is this the final fact? Mm-hmm. And final fact. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to micromanage. <laughs> Much to Wes Craven's disgust, Bob and Harvey Weinstein named the film Scream after the Michael Jackson song of the same name. Right. Uh, I'm going to say number three. I'm going to go with Eli Roth. Well, I can tell you that Wes Craven did used to be a porno director. He directed a bunch of pornos Dang. under a pseudonym in the 70s and even had a hand in the classic Deep Throat. I think I knew that. Yeah. 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 He's kind of Your set answer. him up. Your answer nasty. suggests otherwise. Yeah. I'm just a nasty little boy. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Uh, um, oh and you know the working title for the script was actually Scary Movie, yeah. um, not Scream. And they did change the, the film title much to Wes Craven just hated the name Scream. But uh, now he, well, he doesn't think anything now because he He just cashed them checks, yeah. baby. But, um, oh, yeah. his estate <laughs> is but was it named after the it Michael Jackson? It was 100%. Bob and Harvey no were driving shit. their car. They were driving their car 
and this the song came on and they're like, we love this song. We love the name. What a perfect name for a horror film. We're perfect, guys. Dumb as well. We're, We're going to yeah. 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 We're the best. Wants to Nothing bad. Nothing bad will Man, ever Man, I love Michael me. Jackson. There's yeah. no way I will ever suffer any yeah. repercussions. Nobody can touch <laughs> me. Dude, <laughs> 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 uh, they have So no one got any points on that one. No, these guys did because uh, Wes Craven's nephew is nobody because Eli Roth is no. Nobody said that. I said no, twat. I did. Twat. Yeah, oh, twat. No, Brody got the 10 points did. on that one. No. Oh. All righty. Did Brody get 10 points no. or nobody? Nobody got nobody it. Got Zero, it. Points. Oh. Zero points. Zero oh. points. I've got go. this. I keep keeping all my points. All righty. No all righty. So we have, uh, again, just to, to round up before we finish this bad boy, Kane on 40 points. Brody on 90 points, Seb on 30 points, what and a... Mike on 70 points. And and if you thought there was any cheating going on, <laughs> uh, I'm doing the last round, so I can't win. Oh. There you go, Seb. All right. So, there are so many rounds. The last round, and it's called The Final Cut. Hello, Sydney. Welcome to The Final Act. So... Um, this is a round where basically uh, all the answers are my opinion. So uh, I get to choose who wins. <laughs> oh, my God, Billy on um, the street. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, round uh, question one. Which rodent does Skeet Ulrich most resemble? Which rodent does he most resemble? A gerbil. Hamster. I'd say um, a king... A rat king from the, the New York sewers that's been rolling around in Getting greasy its fat. tails mm. all tied together. Well, I'm going to give points to both Brody and Seb because it's a cross between a gerbil and a rat. Great. Um, now, uh, further to this question, um, what mammal does his dad look like? His dad <laughs> is briefly in the film. Oh, remember when his dad mm. is in the film in the police station and Porkchop and I rewound it like three times because mm. one of the police computers has a hat on it that has big googly eyes that look like titties <laughs> and it says boob inspector. <laughs> his dad um, his looks dad. like it's a mammal. Uh, it's a mammal. Sea, sea cow. Mm. I'm going to go with a uh, uh, meerkat. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't remember him, so Me I'm going to say a minotaur. <laughs> you are all incorrect because he looks like a badger. Oh, badger. Now, question three. What could have put in a better performance than Matthew Lillard? A what, lizard. What a could lizard. have put in a, bit, uh, a better performance than Matthew Lillard? I don't know, like Marlon Brando? He fucking no, what? rocks. What? I would yeah. say... A Marlon Brando? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say nothing and no one because yeah. that part where he says my mum and dad are going to be so mad at me Can... is iconic and he's incredible. Mm. Are we meant to infer that, like, you didn't think Matthew Lillard was I good at it? I thought he was terrible. I he was he fucking rocked. incredible. Terrible. I wanted it. to punch him. No. Uh, so, so the answer is literally anything. So yeah. you all get 10 points. Oh, good. All, all right. get 10 points. Mike, I'll take that. Trivia, I asked Matthew Lillard a question at my first South by Southwest at a Q&A for his first movie he directed because I wanted him to talk about Wes Craven and he didn't take the bait. <laughs> Damn him. You really didn't think he was good? No. I thought he was so it drove good. me crazy. Rewatch that last scene again, my yeah. friend. Oh, no. my God. He's incredible. No, he's not good. Um, in the Scream trilogy, who has the worst hairdo? In the whole trilogy? Yeah. Worst oh, hairdo. I know. It's a tie between Gail Weathers in Scream 2 and Scream 3. Highlights and spiky short fringe. No, nah, it's the, it's the Sh- uh, Sinead O'Connor look in Scream 3 for Gail Weathers. 
Spiky French. Yeah, spiky okay. French. But tied with oh, tied God, with her I, streaks I mean, and I, uh, scream uh, too. Oh God, um, maybe uh, Kevin Williamson surrogate and three. I don't mm. know. Rosen? No, you, you guys are both correct. McDreamy. Gail, Gail no, Weathers no. in three. What the fuck was going on with Spiky French? Her fringe. The best yes. part in Scream Two is when Dewey says, "Nice streaks." <laughs> Can I also ask what I mean? What is going on with? Uh, Courtney Cox's makeup in number three and her yeah, eyebrows she just wasn't and stuff. Yeah, they're very thin. They, they didn't so make so her look was very it nice. just that the she was kind of skeletal? Not, mm. not great. Yeah, she was yeah, very yeah. thin. She was like deep mm. in Friends mm. time. Do you know? I, I was kind of thinking about it. It's like, uh, yeah, it was a different time. Like, like thin people then were just thin and skeletal. Now they work out. They're, 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 they're still kind of similarly unhealthy and not happy and stuff. But, but, but they're buff. But, yeah. And they got, buff. they got better eyebrows too. Yeah. yeah. Bad eyebrows. All right, last question. Ghostface never Is, reveals. Can there be 100 points for this question? So that I okay, it's like the snitch. All right. Okay, so <laughs> fight, final. Fight, well, okay, so there is a hundred points okay. to to whomever gets this right. uh, question right. I've got to put myself in Mike's oh. psyche to win. All right, Ghostface never reveals what, and I'm going to say their favorite scary movie is. Mm-hmm. But can you tell me what their favorite romantic comedy is? <laughs> what, in your opinion? Yeah, uh, uh, it's going to be some sort of pun. Um. When Harry Met Scary. No, no, no. It's an actual movie. It's an actual movie. And you've got to think that it came out before the Scream movies. I'm going to say while you were sleeping. Mm, okay. Because only a psychopath could be on board for that movie. <laughs> Throw Mama from the Train. Throw Mama from the Train. And it's not a romantic no, it's comedy. Not. It's the only one where I can think of a title where someone's actually dying. <laughs> uh, Manhattan. <laughs> because no. why wouldn't you want to kill somebody who sleeps with a 16-year-old? Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, you're all incorrect. No one gets the 100 points because it's uh, the truth about cats and dogs. Oh, yeah, yep. that checks okay. out. Yeah, it makes sense. By the way, why? keep in my record sense. of mentioning Woody Allen, <laughs> even though I don't want to, every episode. <laughs> Shit. Oh, Jesus so Christ. very clearly, very clearly, um, didn't need him, even need to rig it. Brody is our winner Woo! with so 110 happy. points. Hooray! Just like that. That's all there is to it. Remember when they guessed all those stabs? I feel very proud of that. That was that, the, that was actually what, very impressive. Just, all right. just a very quick one. The whole mask thing, the whole mask thing, right? Yeah. Yep. I just only realised while watching it, it's like, Edward Munch's scream yeah. and the scream thing, but that was that that kind of a bit of an accident, right? When we were talking about how clumsy that, um, yeah, maybe it's because of like it's you can't see poor vision, much. poor I've, vision. Yeah. So I've like worn falling one of those over. masks once, and they're very hard to so, see yeah. out of. Yeah, you would fall like, over like a lot of couches and run into like a fridge it being does, open. It just doesn't make like for that. good thrilling action sequences. You know what no. I mean? You could go <laughs> through and add some amazing Benny Hill sound effects, <laughs> and that would be like no, dying. Scary that's movie. The thing, that's the thing. That, yeah. That's scary movie. The fact yeah. that he's oh, yeah. so human <laughs> that he falls over and fucks up, and I say he, even though there is a female killer, like that enhances the terror for me in the idea yeah. that this is just a person who is hell-bent on fucking stabbing the shit out of you. Yeah. yeah. I Can I just tell that. one anecdote about the costume before we finish? I, I also know. have an anecdote. I'd okay. Love to hear yes. So basically, as I said, I used to see that image of the mask appearing in my, like, you know, the recesses of my mind and it always spooked me. And that scene in the... um. 
after Sydney has her like run in with Billy and then she's in the bathroom and the killers, she checks under the stalls and then the two boots Come drop down, down yep. and then the like hemline of the costume drops down and then he chases her out of the bathroom. Again, this is why the forums who only focus on who killed who don't cover the essentials because I've always wanted to know, I think that's Stu, but also there are theories that it's just a prankster, blah, 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 blah. But anyway, that scene stuck so hard in my mind since I was like nine years old that a couple of years ago I was at South by Southwest, I was seeing Don't Breathe. Did any of you guys oh, see yeah, that yeah, movie? Yeah, great movie. So fucking scary. It was like the world premiere of it and I saw it. I had no idea what to expect and I came out of it being like, holy shit, like my adrenaline was like so high because mm. I love a good like jumpy, scary movie. Mm. And it was like... 1am, I was going back to a hotel that I was like crashing with a friend. I got to the hotel. I had to pee so bad. And there was like a two stall bathroom on the ground floor of the hotel while I was waiting for my friend to come and let me up into her room. And I went in, I was busting. I was about to pee myself in on the streets of Austin. And I walked in and I could see under the two stalls, one was empty and one had big, heavy combat boots. <laughs> and I just turned uh-huh. around and walked out of there. <laughs> because it has stuck in my memory so vividly that like, Big combat boots under the stalls of a toilet means totally. murder. Yep. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I also like when the, the like the, the the boots drop down and then the costume drops down. Yeah. and I yeah. just assume it's because they didn't want to get the costume in the toilet. In yeah, the just yeah. Yeah, get some wee on it. So yeah. he was just holding, like hiking it up around. It's like, ooh. Yeah, and then when there's that callback to it in Scream Three, when it's the Emily Mortimer character trying to keep all her souvenirs from her time in the film, yeah. but Sydney has changed so much. Like her trauma has affected her so. Much. We haven't even talked about Sydney as like the trauma counselor. Mm. It fucks me up. Mm. How as soon as there's a word of warning, she grabs a gun out of. Oh my god, she's so intense. I love her. But like by the time it gets to Scream Three and she feels threatened in the bathroom, she's got her fucking mace out and she's, like, ready to go. She's like, don't fuck with me. I've got my, like, self-defense shit ready. Yeah, it's a mirror image. She's so traumatized by that Mm. point. I love Sydney. Seb? Uh, I was just going to say, I remember Scream was obviously had a massive impact on friends at school. We, Scream 2 rolled around. We went into the theater. I actually had the Scream mask um, that I'd bought from a local shop and it was hung on the wall, hence why I wanted to make the rest of the Mm -hmm. Scream body to go with it. Yeah, creep. And I was like, I'm going to go into the theatre and I'm going to put it on oh, oh, no. and then I'm going to run up the movies. front. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm oh, going to no. run up the oh, front and because that was in the trailer, right, that bit where they're in the theatre. I'm going to run up the front and I'm going to fucking yell out. I'm going to go like, yeah. oh. And then I got in there and and got in there and sat down and the, the movie was going. I'm like, it'll be just before the end or maybe when the trailers are going or, you know, or the – and I chickened out. I was like, oh, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. And a friend of mine was like, you're a fucking pussy. You're a pussy. Give me the mask. And then we watched the whole film, and then the credits started rolling. Uh, just before, actually, just before the credits rolled, and he r- put the mask on. He ran up the front, and he stood up the front, and just went like, "Yeah!" <laughs> with the mask on, and the whole place was just silent. And someone was just like, "You're a dickhead!" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "I'm Excellent. so happy Excellent. that I didn't do that." Oh Excellent. my god! Yeah, yeah. It doesn't doesn't fly in Hobart. No, yeah. it was really good. Um, I think that's a wrap. Doesn't uh, fly, thanks, <laughs> thanks as always uh, to Jeremy Wartsman of the Jackie Winter Group for providing the recording space. Be sure to check out their podcast. Jackie Winter gives you the business. You can find us on Twitter at Deja underscore review. We are Deja Review Podcast on Instagram, and you can email us at hello at dejareviewpodcast.com. We're on Spotify as well, so you can check us out there. And 
I've been Mike Cairns. Over there is Kane. Gooly Daniel. <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> Spooky. Seb Ghoulish Godfrey. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you, Brody, for hey, coming in. Thank you, our pal Brody, for, for being such me. a good sport. Now, Brody, you've got, you know, you've I got some things, things to uh to you're on podcasts. I have a podcast that's called Fangirls, and girls is G Triple R L S, like Riot Girls. And, and it's, it's all about, about if you like AFL and you want to hear three silly gals talking about being a footy fan, um, that's what it's all about. This uh, this week's episode, we had Andy Ma, who is um, the host of The Front Bar on Channel 7 with Mick Malloy and Sam Pang. So go. Channel 7 guy came on our podcast. Yeah. It was real good. We've had, like, players and... We've had a, some AFLW players. We've had um, footy journos. We've had a guy who wrote the theme song for the Gold Coast Suns, the worst <laughs> football awesome. team in Australia. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. He I get... don't know anything about football. It just feels yeah. mean to, like... No, he gets so royalties when they win, and he's really mad because they never win. They never win. win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's really he gets yeah. royalties when they the win. He gets royalties yeah. when they play his song because it's his voice, it's ah, his recording. Right. Right. Yeah. Fuck. Well, oh. thank just, you so I just much. Think it's nice to hear people are starting up podcasts now that we sort of blaze the trail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was yeah, inspired. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um. <laughs> I thought, hey, I want to sit in a sweaty box for a few hours a week as well. <laughs> thank you again, Brody. And uh, yes, yeah, so that was our Halloween spectacular. Don't watch Scream Four. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we will see you ghoulish. Listeners, soon. See you next time. See you next time. Sydney. Happy birthday, Pooch Up. Woo! Farcie to bum, zdura, partia klura, raz podbija, raz od kula. Co do działania cię zmusza, to awantura susza i ruszasz na ring, wychodzisz, instynkt się rodzi. Od pierwszych godzin tak do dziś obchodzi mnie tylko zwycięstwo. Pierwotna walka o współczesne mecho, by związać jedno z drugim, zarobić na dług i niech cię Bóg broni. Sumienie i tak cię dogoni, bo od Boga dłoni nie osłoni cię żadna załoga. Pamiętaj, ta droga to też droga szlak, zgoda nieznana, dopóki drugi jako wrak, wrak nie odpadł, traktat nie został zawarty, a tak odparty.